Dun, 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 dun. This is Barker. Thrown in. Scooboo-bop. Scooboo-bop-boo. Hold the door. It's everything, everybody. It's everything. Welcome back to another episode of Barker Thrown In. To my faithful 14 listeners, whoever you are, I see you. You're beautiful. Okay? You're amazing. And now we're going to get into... Season 6, Episode 6, Blood of My Blood. First, of course, everyone knows the Wikipedia recap. Let's get into the plot. Beyond the wall, Bran and Mira continue to flee the Whites. Bran, still in his visions, has visions of an event's past and future, including Jamie Lannister killing King Aerys Targaryen, a dragon flying over the Red Keep, and wildfire exploding beneath the King's Landing. As the Whites close in, a rider appears and pulls Mira and Bran onto his horse, allowing them to escape. Bran awakens to find the rider is his uncle, Benji Stark who has gone missing beyond the wall. Benjen explains that he was stabbed by a white walker during the uh, during arranging, but was saved by the children of the forest. He tells Bran that he needs to become the three-eyed raven before the Night King comes south. In King's Landing, the High Sparrow, along with Tommen, prepares for Marjorie's Walk of Atonement. The High Sparrow allows Tommen to visit his wife, where he discovers that Marjorie has become a devout follower of the faith of the Seven and repented for her sins. Jamie and Mace Tyrell lead the Tyrell soldiers to the Great Sept of Baylor, where the High Sparrow is presenting Marjorie to the people of King's Landing. Jamie orders the High Sparrow to release Marjorie and Loras, threatening force against the Faith Militant. The High Sparrow declares that Marjorie will not have to perform a walk of atonement and instead presents Tommen, who announces that he has agreed to unite the Faith and the Crown. When Mace asks Olena what this means, she bitterly replies, It means the High Sparrow has won. Dun, dun, dun. Tommen relieves Jamie from the King's Guard as punishment for taking up arms against the Faith. To Jamie's dismay, Jamie's instead given orders to oust the Blackfish from Riverrun. Cersei counsels him to use the campaign to show their force to their enemies. Cersei expresses no concern about her upcoming trial, as it will be a trial by combat, and she has chosen the Mountain as her champion. Cersei and Jamie then passionately kiss. Yeah, by the way, I'm sure that's all they do passionately kiss. You know what they did. They got busy! At the Twins, Lord Walder Frey receives word that the House Tully's former seat, Riverrun, has been retaken by Brendan Blackfish Tully. Walder orders his son, Lothar Frey, and Black Walder Rivers to recapture the castle. He brings in Edmure Tully, held as prisoner since the Red Wedding, and declares that they will use him to to retake Riverrun. In the Reach, Samwell, Gilly, and Little Sam arrive at Horn Hill, the seat at the House Tarly. Sam warns Gilly not to mention that she is a wildling due to his father Randall's hatred of wildlings. At dinner, Randall insults Sam. Gilly defends Sam, but in doing so accidentally reveals her wildling heritage. Disgusted, Randall tells Sam that Gilly and Little Sam can remain at Horn Hill, but he must never set foot in Horn Hill again. Sam bids farewell to Gilly, but then changes his mind and decides to bring her and little Sam with him to Citadel. As they leave, Sam takes House Tarly's ancestral Valerian steel sword, Heart's Bane, as well. In Bravos, Arya returns to watch the play featuring Lady Crane. She sneaks backstage during the last act and poisons Lady Crane's rum. As she attempts to leave, Lady Crane stops her, and they discuss acting as Lady Crane's early and Lady Crane's early life. Arya stops from drinking her rum and warns her that her rival, Bianca, wants her dead. The scene is witnessed by the waif, who returns to tell Jockin of Arya's failure. Jockin gives the waif permission to kill Arya. Meanwhile, Arya retrieves the, her sword needle from the rocks where she had hidden it and goes into hiding. 
And finally, in the Dothraki Sea, while riding, Daenerys notices an unusual gust of wind and rides out alone to investigate. As Dario, impatient, prepares to follow her, Dragonfly... Oh, I'm sorry. Drogon flies over the Khalsar, having grown much larger with Daenerys riding on his back. Daenerys lands nearby and rallies the Dothraki by standing that she chooses them all to be her blood riders, rather than the traditional three chosen by Khals. She then asks if they will cross the narrow sea with her and help her retake the Seven Kingdoms as they shout their agreements while Drogon roars. Okay. Last episode was a banger. This episode set some things up. And of course, I needed to get the one person that could help us, the one and only Donald, here to talk about the narrow sea because he loves this episode so much. Donald, welcome back to the show. There are certain things that are unforgivable. And what you did to me with, what, what are their names, like Chad and Karen? Yeah. Like, how dare you take away, hold the door for me? Oh, yeah, so I just teased how in my... How dare you? I just teased in my intro as I read my wiki recap about how excited you were to do episode six. <laughs> Aren't you? Aren't you pumped to do this episode with me? Real, real, real excited. All you listeners, all ten of you, Donald called episode six or season six, episode five, long ago, years ago, years ago. Might have been a year ago. It might have been (laughs) when I was writing everything down, and then um, I, uh, Brad and Lindsay, my guests, also wanted to do it. No, no, Chad and Karen. Chad and Karen. Oh, that's what you're naming them. You're naming Chad and Karen for for you, Supreme You. Mm-hmm. All right. Chad and Karen wanted to do it, and I was like, you know what? I love Donald, but you know what I love more? Content. So I'm gonna do it with Chad and Karen just to get Donald's reaction afterwards. <laughs> you even asked me, like, are you ready to go? I'm like, yeah, give me a give, like, give me an hour, and then I yeah. heard from you. Wait, what? You you asked me like oh when are we when are we gonna record this, and then you never got back to me. I was like yeah I'm ready like whenever you like just just tell me here's my availability and then I te- I told you when I was like, what I told Crickets. you when I was available that you must not got that one the first one was intentional I did tell you when I was I said I'm available all day but you know what that's behind the ma- that's behind the the magic behind the curtain magic is that what they say Yeah, can we talk about the drinks that we're drinking right now? Because I know that's kind of like my thing. Yeah, that is your thing. <laughs> and then and then in about 40 minutes, Liz will be marching through saying, seriously, you're still like, um, and you play golf today, which is great, so you must be half in the bag. Yeah, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a barrel-aged uh, Imperial Stout from Ratio Beer, where it's called Genius Wizard. I thought it was very appropriate. Did you say racial? Ratio. Ratio, R-A-T-I-O. I think said yes. and then you're bringing in wizards and like, like, why are you bringing yeah. races into this? It's a, it's a Mayan cocoa, so it's a barrel aged stout with, uh, let's see, additional Dutch chocolate, chili peppers, cinnamon, and vanilla. What are you drinking? You know your standard Tito's on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple. Guy, be- yeah, I had a couple beers at a bar watching the Nuggets game, and then I had to record this podcast with you, so I left. So now it's just now it's just Tito's on the rocks and the right, notes well, that I'm getting from this. Oh my god, the legs that it has, wonderful. Yeah, man, I always knew you were a really Vladimir Putin fan. 
you're on oh vodka. Tito's is from Austin, Texas, you dumbass. No, how it's narrow kind of the same. How narrow is the Texas? No, how how Russia. yeah. Texas, how narrow is the sea from Texas to Russia? You tell me. About twenty minutes. Uh, I mean, if you have a if you have a standard boat, you can go faster. <laughs> you can go slower. Got it. <laughs> I'm just gonna give up on drinking vodka. No, I buy American. Okay. Uh, Austin's a cool town, though. I've heard. I haven't been. Have you been? Yeah, I've been. I've been a couple times. Oh. Yeah, and it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's I... like uh, like you know, like River North. This this is my this is one guy's opinion. So so take this for what it's worth. But like you know, River North um, Endeavor where it's like a warehouse district that's been gentrified and it's like still kind of shitty, but also kind of awesome. I'm going to say yes. I don't, but okay. sure. Go on. Yeah. Like, like North, like North Denver, like North Larimer oh. square, whatever. Um, All right. Or Larimer and yeah, North of the, the stadium. It, anyways, it's like that everywhere and tons of live music. I've heard that it. Austin is like the boulder of Texas. Yo, a hundred percent. Absolutely. It's the, it's the only blue County. In the yeah. entire state of Texas, which is, you know, one third of the entire uh, U.S. land, land like landmass. It's kind of funny to look at that map on a on the voting polls. Right, right. No, Austin's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, but Game of Thrones Anyways, is also cool. Game of Thrones is also cool. I, I mean, I'm happy. Cool, not as cool season. Uh, sorry, episode six is cool. Like not as cool as episode five, but that's fine. Let's keep talking. Let's keep talking, dude. Well, let's let's do a quick recap. Did you listen to my last episode on episode five? Oh yeah, yeah, with Chad and Karen, absolutely, sure did. <laughs> um, did you have anything you want to add to that? I told you you could open this up with like, what did you want to add to that perspective of hold the door? Because that was a wild, wild episode. So the the reason I called it and yeah. I went through the episode list and yes. was, we're trying to find episodes that were things that uh uh like shocking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obviously, and that was I, I don't cry during movies and I don't cry during shows, but I was pretty damn close. Really? It, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you 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 took a you, you took a character who everybody adored, who was, you but know, you, harmless, I see what you, right? Yeah, harmless. No one cares about Hodor. It's just like, oh, cool, Hodor's there, whatever. Right, right. He's he's just a good guy to have around. He's a big, huge brute, and and then they, when they when they killed him off, and the way that they did, and how it tied, you know, the the arc of like Brandon, like the the overall power that the the three eyed raven potentially has, that is what like really got to me. Where you're, sure. you're now, you're, you're joining the past and the present for a greater good or a, I, I don't even know what I'm like trying to say, but it was one of those scenes, like that one, when they, you know, took Ned Stark's hand or head and when they uh, uh, burned, um, oh gosh, what's the kid's name? Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Stannis' daughter. Yes. It was, like, when, it was like, oh shit, like there's no boundaries. No, but yeah, there are no boundaries. And that, and and to to your part of the reason I I didn't let you have the episode when you called it is because you got you were the first one to call season three episode nine. You got your first choice. Yeah, and we had a great discussion. And I knew a it would be funny, but b I would still be able to hear why did you want that episode. And that was a and that's a great reasoning 
because yeah, it's like this harmless character, his, his life was doomed from age 12 and he knew his Mm -hmm. doom. Like, could you imagine knowing your fate at age 12? Like it's the whole Terminator thing. Like, all right, you're, you're, you're going to do this. So better live up Mm -hmm. to it. Like, but for this one, like you, we are grooming you to die at a certain point. So enjoy your life. Now that you can only say Hodor and like, uh, yeah, it was a wild, wild moment. Right. 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 Well, and and given like the J.R.R. Martin for for, for this, like to to have that type of forethought, to know what the entire plot line and entire incredible series is going to be. And you're bringing this one character and like, oh, well, I know that we need this eventually. Let's name Hodor, which is kind of close to hold the door. But that's three or four books from now. Right. It's incredible. It's incredible. Right. All right. Well, that's the episode. Great. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Go back to my uh, my uh, my beer now. Hey, but while I have you, do you want to talk about episode six? I mean, if I have to, do I have any other option? We, you have all the options in the world. We just talked about episode five. Do you want to talk about episode six? Let's let's go. It's actually oh, a really let's good episode. go. I don't. Let's go. I don't hate no. It. So the episode of Blood of My Blood. So it starts off from where the last one left off and Bran is, you know, being pulled by that girl. And my few little notes here is that he's not being awakened yet. And there's all these flashbacks and flash forwards. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then there's some guy saves him. But my one note is like, why would they hesitate to go with the guy who's saving him? Which we find out later is Benji, but like, they're like, who are you? Like, what's going on? He's like, get on the horse. Like, why would you even hesitate? What are they doing there? You can't you, He also kind of looks like a white Walker kind of. He's like half. Nah, there's way. Yeah, but there's. Come on, dude. <laughs> like you're being chased. You're about to die. This guy comes. He's already killed. He killed a bunch of White Walkers, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. Like, why would you question that, dumbasses? They, they shouldn't have. But I, I, I don't have an answer for that. I All don't right. have an answer for that. But so his name is Cold Hand. Cold Hand. Cold Hand. Okay. Okay, and. From what I understand, I haven't read all the books. From what I understand, though, is he actually plays a larger part in the books. Uh, Uncle Uncle Benji. They also never disclose that it's Uncle Benji in the books. Oh, okay. So in okay. the books, from, so in the books, he's just a guy. They, they, okay. They don't. They, you have your suspicion you could be Uncle Benjamin, but they they never disclose it. I guess George R. R. Martin already also like like no, he's definitely not it. <laughs> but obviously. Okay. Um, and I guess he even like uh, uh, helped Gilly and Sam when they were up north escape. Uh, yeah, down. yeah. So like he plays like a larger role in the books, but I think it's kind of an interesting thing that, that we should share um, from my research for three and a half minutes. I thought I was doing episode five. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's pretty good research. You've done well. <laughs> right. But no, in that situation, like, okay, that guy a, has a horse and, like, the horse is, like, seemingly alive, like, not just a skeleton. Like, I should probably go and jump on it and risk it. I, I, I hear you. Yeah, just get out of there, please. Right. So they did, right. which is great. Now, let's, de- let's dive a little bit deeper, though, with, like, Brand's download and the wildfire and the Mad King. Give me Dude. your thoughts on that. Well, it's weird. I haven't seen wildfire or thought about it since, like, over a year ago when I was on season two, episode nine, when they had the wildfire. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Like there's, I don't, I just remember thinking like, okay, this is wildfire. I remember watching this from season two. 
but I don't have anything past that. I just remember thinking this is nuts. I remember this and this, this surely will come back in the future, right? It's got like, there's something that's going to come. Uh, no, the whole thing with the three-eyed wave, the, <laughs> the Tito's, the three-eyed waving. <laughs> three-eyed What's waving. The ABV that's, on that Tito's? Dude, the ABV on that Tito's is 10.4. <laughs> <laughs> I just snorted. God. 10.4 on the Tito's. From the, Midwest. the only people that I know that snort are from the Midwest. Oh my god, dude! Dude, I have, I have one of them. I have, I have these two girls in my class. That one, like, has this weird gasping thing when she laughs. She goes, she's like laughing, and then when she's trying to get her breath, she's like, (laughs) she sounds like a donkey. And then the, and then that gets another girl laughing who then snorts. So it's like I got a donkey and a pig in my room. It's, it's hysterical to get them going. Anyway, back to Thrones. Okay. Back to Thrones. Let's stay on topic <laughs> I, I here. Sorry about that, but we'll we'll keep going. Okay, we'll keep going. Back to Thrones. So, as, <laughs> um, as far as the fact that the three-eyed Raven with an hard R, not the hard R, not the bad hard R, but you know the hard R, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the bad hard R, <laughs> the three-eyed Raven introduces so many possibilities of like, okay, you can bring back anything and for see anything everything is happening at one time period like one can make the argument that life happens at once boom and then you can go visit any other part it doesn't matter it's gonna happen what are you doing it's so loud oh i'm sorry i have a piece of paper i was adjusting my earbuds i apologize yeah maybe don't that's harsh to the listener's ear go on i'll go on when you're done are you done I have a paper. This is all I have for this episode. And it, there are four lines on this entire thing. Okay, so but I, if you're oh, adjusting your earbuds, that's your microphone, bro. Do I need to teach I know, you podcasting? I have, I, I, I have my, my 12% Mayan cocoa barrel-aged stout in my left hand. And I have my <laughs> 8 and a half by 11 sheet of paper in my left hand. <laughs> okay. My, all I'm trying to say is that like anything goes at this point. So I don't really know what to say. I know that I keep my mind open. Like This is... Shit could get really weird and crazy here in a minute is all I'm thinking, right? It sure. doesn't like I, we could see wildfire. We I, like the last episode really opened up all sorts of doors of possibility. Like, does it even matter what anything happens? Cause it's already done. You know what I mean? Like, like does right. anything matter? Cause it's already happened. Is that the case? Right. Or can you change things? Can you, can you alter what that's my question for the thread Raven is, you may know what's happening in the past or the future, but can you change it or alter it? Can you like, just cause you know, it, because you know it, can you? Sure. Sure. And honestly, at this point, like there are no questions that are answered. Right. You know, like Zero. those questions are not answered and it's up for interpretation. You're right. Like the, at this point, it's like brand know how everything ends out with, with his like super 5g download that happens. dude 5g low key dude for real for real he got mm, it no cap yeah right and or or can you change it like at this point is like is there even a story that is worth telling that brand doesn't already know yeah now all of a sudden i'm way more interested in what brand does because what does he know what is he learning and Mm -hmm. does he does he intervene or not so now i'm interested he was he was pretty boring for a while and I didn't care. And he was gone for a whole damn, like all of season five, he was gone now. All right, Bran, maybe he might even win the throne. Maybe, maybe who do you know? No, no one knows. 
<laughs> Who knows? He's pretty boring. All right. So, so then we moved to Sam and Gilly and I wrote this story is interesting and boring. I don't care still, except that I do later. And then Sam's family embracing him is awesome. And then I just wrote, I'm getting, and then I wrote, I'm guessing the dad is a real asshole and boy, was I right. But we'll come back to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, your new name, because you left me out of season five is now Dick on. You are Dick. You are, are Dick on Demolin. <laughs> Double D's. D. <laughs> I'll take it. Like, I mean, poor guy. Like you're right, though. Like the, the family completely embraces Sam. And so first cool. off, her, like her mom and her sister, or his mom and his sister, are like, okay, awesome. Like married up. Way to go. Like somebody. <laughs> yeah. <stay with> her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is great. We see the goodness in this. You were never meant to marry, let alone marrying up. This is great. Yeah. yeah. And the kids adorable, right? Is and this what is this what your family was like when you brought home Liz? Like, geez, we oh. thought you would never marry. And now you oh. got Liz? Fuck yeah. A hundred percent. Like every Dude, that's every that's how that's how all of us that's how all of us felt. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were like <laughs> I pulled Liz aside. I said, Really? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. 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 And and she was she was drunk at the time. She said, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah, what's well, fine? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't well, matter. I'll settle for this. It's fine. I'll settle this. I'll go through two grueling pregnancies and change my body and just live with my life with the rest of this idiot. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it worked out great for me. For her, <laughs> didn't say us. It worked out great for me. You said, <laughs> "Yeah, it did work out great for you." <laughs> but like, so hey, when you were golfing, hey, when you were golfing this morning, where were your kids? I thought you had them. No, they're with your wife, right? Yeah. It yeah, did work out great for you. Time. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how how awesome was it with like the family coming and embracing a you know Sam for like with with Gilly and a whole kind of stuff, and then the dad comes in, and even oh sorry, even the bro Dick on Dick on the Moon in Game of Thrones season uh, six, episode six, mm-hmm. um, not not episode five. Um, people don't forget Chad and Karen. Dude, um, finish your thought. We got the joke. Finish your thought. Let's go. Sorry, 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 sorry. But like, so th- this entire episode, there, there, there are themes of new family. Okay, uh-huh. that also okay. comes out later on, and with with, with Sam and and uh, Gilly, like new family, embracing the family, and obviously the dad's a dick. Yeah, obviously the dad's a dick. But yeah. like, look at the growth with with Sam at this point of, you know, like that sword's mine. You know. Yeah. Well, hold that. on. Let's let's. All right. Well, let's just talk about that. I'll, we'll skip the next scene. We'll we'll go back to that. Where like, so his brother. So his brother's Dickon. Is that his name? Dickon. Yeah, Dickon. So so Dickon. Do you know is Cormac McLaggen from Harry Potter? The movies. I did not know that. I did not know. That. And which, which... and he's. Have you seen Peacemaker? No. Peacemaker is phenomenal. And he is vigilante from Peacemaker who makes Peacemaker like this guy is acting. And I think I read this or someone told me this. I'm like, dude, Cormac McClagan and vigilante are in game of Thrones. And they're like, he's in this for this episode. And then they change the actor after mm-hmm. this. He's only in for this one episode, but this actor is dope. But yes, um, I felt bad in the scene because I re- this is an old fuck moment for me. Cause I've been making fun of, I've been making fat jokes about Sam for four seasons and now his dad did. And I feel like an ass. I'm like, Oh, well, 
And, and to, to his point, when Gilly is starting to stand up for him, like mm-hmm. Sam's done a lot. Like Sam's done, done a ton. Lot. But I also wrote, Gilly, shut the fuck up, dude. Like the dad is not cool. Like read the room. Right. Yeah. And lose how, like learn how to use a fork and knife. Okay. <laughs> like learn Please. Like, Please. Already, Sam, on the right here, Sam already told told you like, hey, like, hey, don't do, give it away. Do, Be cool. Be cool and and fail. fail. Failed like, huge, <laughs> but it's great that she failed because what led to it is like we got I got a holy shit let's go Sam moment mm-hmm. when he takes the sword and he's like this is mine like finally Sam I feel bad for saying this finally Sam does something cool Sam has done a lot of things cool actually but now mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't know he stood up like he killed the white Walker, but their lives were in danger. He protected Gilly and almost got killed by the night's watch. But again, he's protecting Gilly. This was like, like those things were obvious that you need to take a stand for because life or death. This one is like, no, you're going against your dad and your house name. This is a cooler thing to me than do it. I think a lot of people would react to life and death situations, you know, just instinctively. But to go against your father or tradition takes way more courage, in my opinion, mm-hmm. than doing something off. So this was finally, I'm like, let's, so that's why I wrote, like, this is so boring. And now it's not. So now I'm excited to see what happens with this guy. Come on, Sam, let's go. Come on, right? Well, but he didn't, he didn't just steal the sword. Like, he well, it's, hit, no, he, it's, it's he, yeah, it's his. He earned he, it. He, he earned it because like you, I guarantee you if his dad was by his side and saw what he was doing, he would be happy to bring it back in like the family fold and, and give him his, you know, the titles and the swords and all that kind of stuff. The only people that know what he did were Sam and Gilly. Yeah. And they were the one that stole the sword or took the sword, but it was, it was well-deserved and well-earned. And it was a very, very cool scene. Very cool scene. I liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. Right. Right. And, and and realizing that now, like Gilly is Sam's family, one hundred percent. Like I always thought that, but this just really solidified it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So and he earned it by his own volition and because of mm-hmm. his deeds. Loved it. Loved it. Great Loved job, it. Sam. Great job. Let's see right. what's next for Sam. So, right. but let's let's transition to uh, a scene where you have Marjorie and Tommen and. And the Iro, I don't know why this stings, but Tommen embracing Marjorie feels icky. Like he mm-hmm. loves her so much, and mm-hmm. I don't think she feels the same. She just uses, she just sees him as a way to get where she wants. Like you know, those types of toxic relationships where one person is way invested and the other one's not. I'm like mm-hmm. this is tough to watch. And then and then it shows Marjorie is wrapped up in the High Sparrow's message, and I'm like, what's happening? Is Marjorie really convinced of what the White? Oh, the white sparrow. I don't know why the high sparrow, like what he's saying, or like, has she changed or is she playing the game? Cause she's good at playing the game. And that's my biggest takeaway from this is that she, is she playing the part or has she changed? And I feel well, bad for Tom in either way. What are, what, what are your thoughts? Like, do you think that it's legit? I think that she, no, I don't think that she has. I think that she understands what she needs to do to get out. I think about how she, when she was just alone with her brother, Loris, and she's like, hey, we need to stay strong. Like, I think that's a real person. And so I think she's just, she's a chameleon, dude. She was so good at playing like, oh, Cersei, oh, how are you? Like, knowing that she was in control and she just knows what she needs to do. I don't think that she's bought into any of this BS that the High Sparrow, and I think the High Sparrow might be, um, 
I don't have the word for it, naive enough maybe to be like, ah, see my, my teachings uh, go to everyone. And I think this, maybe this is what comes back to get the high sparrow because to skip ahead again, um, we're going to skip the Aria scene. We'll come back to that, but we'll just keep on Marjorie. We're getting ready for Marjorie's atonement. And then uh, Jamie shows up, right? Mm-hmm. But the, uh, with, with the, with the army and, and then the high sparrow gives in. I'm like, that's interesting. Like he knew that there was no war to be won. Like that they had the numbers, but then Tommen, I wrote Tommen got, got because it's just dominoes and all this back and forth. Tommen already loves Marjorie more than Marjorie loves him. So Marjorie's playing Tommen. And so Marjorie says, I'm with the high sparrow. And Tommen says, great. Now I am too. And that makes and they're trying to get the crown and faith on the same page. And then I wrote, bro, real talk. I have a hard time listening to Tom and give ridiculous verdict and have it or like, and, and, and tell Jamie that he is relieved from his job when he thinks he's talking to his uncle and he's talking to his actual dad. But, but Jamie can't say that this scene was so layered with so many different things. <sighs> tell me what I should think, Donald. Let's let's circle back to the new family kind of overall arc of this. Okay, of this these episode. themes. I love I love that you bring up these themes. Go. Yeah, and so you you, you have the faith and you have uh, the crown. And mm-hmm. to your point, she's manipulating Tommen because she she has she knows she has to get out of there. She knows yeah. the role she has to play, and she's playing the high sparrow. But what are you doing? Are you? <laughs> I'm making another drink. I was trying to be so quiet. <laughs> now I'm just going for it. So give me two. <laughs> I was being so quiet. I thought <laughs> normally I drop these ice cubes in, right? I set it down and let it go with my finger. I didn't just drop it. And it... <laughs> what are you doing? See, it's loud, isn't it? Oh yeah. I get it now. I get it. I'm sorry about my half, uh, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. I apologize. Uh, me and the audience. Yeah. We all forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> and now we forgive me. All right, go on. But, you know, like, obviously she's doing what she has to do to get out of the situation. Yeah. She's playing Tom and like a pawn. Oh, yeah. And, but look at the high sparrow and how brilliant he is. And I think when you and I talked about this on a previous episode of when you have nothing to lose, you're almost fearless. Oh, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. You know? And, you know, he, he has his he's a devout person and he has his thing and nothing else matters. And so that's how he beat the Tyrells. Like he, Mm -hmm. he now, he now was able to uh, join the crown and the faith through Tommen because he had uh, their daughter Mm -hmm. and their son. And he played it. he, He basically played him like a fiddle. Yeah. But she also played them like a fiddle. Yeah, you know, uh, she, she, she's she's no more faithful. But no, she did what I don't she think so. Do. She did what she had to do to to get out of there without the without the walk of atonement. And um, dude, this just makes me so skeptical in life on who's doing what they have to do and who's doing what they want to do. How do you know anyone's true hidden agenda or or belief about anything? How do you know? So who who do you think are, are the most like pure characters here? Like, give me your give me your list, like. John Snow is pure. Yep. John Snow is pure. Um, Arya, and we're going to talk about her. I think she's pretty pure. I mean, I guess you could say almost any Starks at this point. Um, 
that's what gets them killed is being too honest. And like, what's this lesson they're trying to teach us? Like be more dishonest. You live longer. You get what you want. Is that what game of Thrones is trying to teach us? That's what it feels like. You're not wrong. Right. You're not wrong. But you know what I learned? The more honest and honest, the quicker and more brutal you die. The more deceitful you are, like fucking little Baelish, and you change your accent. I was uh, like, oh, okay. Well, the longer you live, and the more power you uh, get. Like right. what? Like what? What was HBO but, thinking, showing this to us kids? What are they doing? Did you see the uh, the uh, teaser for August? The House of the Dragon. No, I'm trying to. I'm trying to not watch anything Game of like anything Game of Thrones related pops up. I try not to watch it because I don't want to get any spoils. There's anything. no spoils. There's no spoils. It, it, it's a it's a prequel. I know that, but still, I don't. I I I want I want to be pure. Okay. All right. All right. Yes. Um. So, anyways, again, like the whole theme, new family, and now when when Tommy basically banishes Jamie, Ugh. um, for no real reason. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it seems like a good idea at the time yeah um so i don't know it's it, it it is a very involved sequence of scenes without a doubt without a doubt because you're 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 you're, you're thinking of the uh uh the prior walk of atonement that we all watched and mm-hmm. that was also a traumatic scene mm-hmm. like oh, just just let it end like <laughs> oh my god dude so long but it just kept going like I, yeah. I like looking at a naked woman like as much as like the next guy, but like at that point, I was like, oh god, this is right. Let's just I could. I was like, this is great. She's gonna walk naked, and then about thirty minutes in, I was like, oh, this is too long. And then about an hour and a half, and I was like, can this stop, please? It's right. too long. Right. Um. So, anyways, the 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 faith and the crown are now, you know, <sighs> they're united, but they but. I don't think for long they're not. I think because um, we're going to keep jumping. We'll come back to Arya, but we'll just finish up this story here with Jamie is angry and him and Cersei are plotting together and together. I think they can accomplish a lot. And I wrote, Oh, more bro, bro and sis action. And in the Wikipedia recap, it says that they just embrace for a kiss. Like, nah, they did more than Mm. that. Mm. Mm. They 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 got busy. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think those two are going to plot. I'm excited to see the next episode, but I think those two are plotting for sure. Okay. So, we, I think we need to go to Arya. We need to go to Arya. Yeah, we need to go to Arya. So, Arya, I talked, like, will she kill her mark? And then I said, this is crazy to see the original fake news. You have this play being done before you, and they're deciding how to depict the information that the audience is digesting, and it's wrong, Right. And it's like, this is fake news before fake news was even a thing. This is wild, right? And like, however, if you have a news broadcast, you can depict whatever story you want with whatever angle you want, you know? And because there was an angle of how, like, like Tyrion's angle of not being that great. Like Tyrion was not a problem, but it's easy to show that angle. And like, it just takes a couple of things to show him in that light. And it shows Ned as a bumbling buffoon, which we know he's not, but like, it's pretty easy to, to craft it that way. And I'm like, man. And so I just wrote very meta, but it was not, but it was, but this was done, you know, before anything, anything, any kind of fake news was even talked about. So I thought that was very interesting, right? The idea of that, that media and Hollywood and movies and cinema and TV has upon its viewers 
they were showing this with a play, right? Right. That's an, that's an interesting take on it because how interesting is it to have where you're saying like fake news, but then have somebody in the audience who actually lived it and yeah. knew the people and <laughs> that's and, not what happened. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, obviously her, her mark was lady crane. Right. And, right. but once she started watching her, uh, she was laughing the entire time, the whole thing and, and was amused by it. And then when lady crane came up and on, on a death scene with, um, uh, good grief. What the fuck's her son's name? Um, anyways, the old you're kid, the expert guest here, not me. Jesus, well, man, you're, you're really digging deep for experts here, but um, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but when, when she saw like her, her, her act and how great it was, right? Also, realized like Cersei was not sad, she was irate. Yeah, and then went and communicated that with with changes to uh, uh, what she thought would be with the story, like to make it more accurate. It's a it's a really really cool scene, and mm-hmm. again coming back to the whole new family or family thing, that acting crew was a family, and they yeah, bickered like they family. bickered like family does. Yep. Yeah, where where. At one point, they were, you know, you, you did a great job. Everybody loved you. But you also did this, 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 and that, and it's not fair, and blah, 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 blah. But back to the Aria type of arc of she lived it. She knew who these people were. Obviously, she hates Cersei, but knows that that wasn't the true – that's not how Cersei really felt when, when – uh, uh, God damn it. What the hell is his name? Joffrey? Joffrey. When Joffrey died, thank you. I was just waiting for you to get there. Like, I knew it. I just wanted you to get there. No, I almost called him Jamie. And that was. Oh, my God. I'm going to need to get better expert guess. Uh, Yeah. Well, I tell you, I'm drinking a 12% barrel aged. Oh, we heard. By the way, we we heard. (laughs) Yeah, it's got weird notes of cinnamon and and fucking. Don't forget uh, the chilies. The chilies, right. But Go how, on. How cool, how, how cool is it though when at this point she has left the the, the assassin and says, "Well, I'm not going to be no one. I'm going to be Arya." And, and she gets needle back, which I talked about long ago. Like, can you just let go of who you were? That she that she hid needle. I I knew yeah. it was like she can't let go of who she was. She can't. Right. She can't do it. She almost did. She was super close. She can't right. do it. And, and I was like, cool. "All right, Arya's back." It's another cool thing. I yeah. Arya's back, but now she's got to deal with the Waif, and the Waif has wanted her dead for episodes now. So, yeah. so she's got to kill the Waif, because the Waif's coming for her. She's coming for her. And, but what um, did she ever do to the Waif? Like, what? Why? I don't know why the... Dude, the Waif is so judgmental, and yeah, the Waif is crazy, dude. She also, she's also very pale and possibly very brittle. <laughs> she looked... <laughs> fucks up Arya so bad she's not that brittle no I wouldn't fight her I'm not saying I would but she's a very unassuming person dude Needle's gonna end her I think Needle's gonna she's gonna put the pointy end in the wave that's a bowl an, a prediction from Bakker you heard it here first I'm thrown in Needle is gonna end the wave and then I don't know what's gonna happen with Jockin I hope that she doesn't need to face come one to one with Jockin because she's learned so much from Jockin but mm-hmm. Ooh, man, my, my legs are shaking. This is crazy. 
so uh, there there are a lot of parallels with Jacquin and the High Sparrow. Yes. Yeah, they have. Oh, I've never even thought of that. And you're right. They act like they don't care. There's just nothing to lose. They just act. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they, they, they have what they're doing. Yes. And nothing else matters. <sighs> yes. And I just realized that myself, too. But when, when he. When oh, he that's said, cool. Like, when, when he said, you know. Well, he said it. Sorry to cut you off. He said it in the last episode, that one that you really wanted to discuss with me, uh, episode five. He said. Mm-hmm. Mm, if you recall, mm, he I'm said, fully aware. Yes. He said, she said, but she seems like a good lady. And the pointed thing is that, like, do all bad people die? Do like sometimes bad people die and sometimes good people die? Like, we just do what's told, what's like, we do the mission, we do the mark. We don't ask if they're good or bad because we understand that the world has bad things that happen, it has good things that happen. Mm-hmm. And that's right. kind of like, and the High Sparrow is like that a little bit of, uh, but but more on a righteous thing of like I'm here doing God's work, and whenever I die, that's because that's what God wanted to happen. So it's really easy to do whatever you want when God has deemed it so. So you're like yeah, well, I might like he said like you guys can kill me, strike me down. Like this was maybe an episode or two ago where they came after him. He's like go, go ahead. Like he doesn't care because he's just at peace with the fact that his life isn't his life. He's just doing what he should do. And then same with Jock. I'm just like, I'm just following orders. I'm just doing like, I'm an agent of chaos. Like, do you want to know oh, how yeah, I got I, these scars? I, I just work here. I just work here, dude. <laughs> like, but, but even when, when, like, I'm sorry, you want to talk to the manager, Karen, Karen, sorry, you want to talk to the manager, but I just work here. Okay. I'm a 16 year old pimply boy who is scanning your items at target. I don't, I'm sorry that your 32 inch TV didn't give you the HDMI input that you wanted and your soundbar didn't hook up to it. But I literally have uh, a pre-calc exam tomorrow and I, I just work here, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> sorry, go on. What were you going to no, say? I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh no. I, I know what I was going to say. Cause even when the highest bear was talking and, and Jamie said, like, you know, they're basically all going to die. And he said his response was, you know, all the all the sparrows would be, you know, would, would be happy to die in, in service of the seven or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Nothing else matters. And you cannot beat people like that. You can't beat people like that. It's because you do beat them. But you and well, and that goes like to the symbolism of Batman of like, he goes, I'm a symbol like bat Like this is I, I like you. You might beat me, but like but my memory lives on like what I represent for, or, or mm-hmm. the dread private Roberts from princess bride. Right. They don't fear the person. They fear the legacy and the name of the dread private Roberts. Like the, right. there's five different of those people. And that idea of that, or the idea of the fact that ideas live on more so than people or whatever is a powerful one. Maybe one of the more powerful ones that there is. Right. Oh, sure. I mean, how many, you know, past, uh, uh, family members, friends, when you think of when you think about them, like maybe they were great people, but probably they were all right in the middle of the road, just good people. But when you think about them at this point, they are—I don't want to say divine, but like nearly divine. Where they did—they're great wrong. people. You they're great, yeah. right? You think of the great moments. You don't think of any of the flaws, right? Well, let's right. use our founding fathers. Like we know the slavery aspect of it, right? But we still really focus and focal point on the greatness that they did instead of like that they're deeply flawed individuals. It's because obviously there was not just the slavery, but 
me of like, well, women can't do this either. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all sorts of things like, but we just like, Hey man, yo, 4th of July, let's shoot out some fireworks. George Washington. We fuck up everybody. Cause we're America. Right. Fucking freedom. Yeah. Like, like, and it's cool that the guy that that wrote the declaration of independence, you know, was a very hearty slave owner and, um, all that kind of stuff. And, cl- and clapping and clapping cheeks with one of his slaves. Oh, no kidding, right? Right. But it's fine. Hemingway. All men, was made, was, all men are created equal. And he wrote it in parchment. He wrote times, it. I think. In ink and um, parchment. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> but the, the legacy was, is was set, is set. found than the, it's, than, than the actual uh, uh, consequences of a person. I don't know. Yeah. Right, where, yeah. where are we at? Are we, are we, is this a Joe Rogan show? <laughs> like, where are we at here? So I decided to treat myself with hydroxychloroquine, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and and antibodies. I don't know. This is Joe Rogan stuff. You are absolutely so, going to have to have a COVID like disclaimer on this podcast. Ooh, I'll get it. I, now I get a COVID disclaimer on my episode. Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, you get a blue bar. You get a blue bar. I get the blue bar. Dude, blue bar. <laughs> Man, I'm making it big. Watch out, fam. Oh. Yeah, mm. so – I think we've wrapped it up. It's just that it's, I love that you brought up Danny. We, we didn't talk about Danny. Well, I'm, I'm saying we've wrapped up that conversation of this theme okay. idea of like, because you talked about the theme of family and Arya seemed to her new family to go back to her old family. Right. Sure. Like I am a Stark. I, I was going to be a faceless person. Now. No, I'm getting needle. I, I have a list. I'm going back to the list. Right. 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 And so, yeah. And it, way more skills. Yeah. She learned a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. So there's one quick scene with Walder Frey and mm. whatever, whatever. He's a cuck and I'm sure that'll pop up. I don't care. But Danny is doing Danny things with her dragons. And I just wrote this. I didn't have a lot to write here because this is for me, a lot of winter is coming. Okay. When's winter getting here? Danny has been doing Danny things for six and a half season. Now I wrote, she's a lot of talk. Maybe she should be more about that walk. And I, threw down my pen and that's it. Like just step up girl. Like you want, like, I'm so tired of you. Like freeing. This is going to sound weird. I'm tired of you freeing slaves. I'm not, I'm not. That's cool. But I'm tired of you like saying that you're going to go take the throne. Then fucking do it, bro. Go do it. You got your dragons at full board. You got the Dothraki. You got Dario who do every once for you. Like, let's go. Come on, pull but up. She, pull she up. did. She did. And let's come back to this over. All, like overarching family theme of this episode. Okay. All right. All right. So she's she's across the narrow sea, which is I don't know, like three and a Victoria. half, maybe four minutes um, <laughs> ride, according to some people. Um, yeah. Some experts. <laughs> the expert, Bacher. Um, the expert. <laughs> okay. So yeah, there's not a lot of context here where she's like, okay, how how many fucking ships do I need to to get? Dude, you got a dragon. Pull up, pull up with your dragon. Let's go. You got fire. You you can burn everybody. Come on. Right, but there's also an ocean in between them. The dragon will fly over the ocean. There's a hundred thousand Kalasar. Kalasar. So so like like all of her all of her uh, uh, like everybody that's following her right now. Yeah, they'll get there eventually. She'll get there first. Lead by example, bro. Do the breaststroke or what? Like, (laughs) (laughs) 
they'll do the they'll do the 500 medley it's fine <laughs> like they'll choose whatever they want whatever oh, yeah. works best for them the, the sea is narrow but it's not that narrow okay all right have a, sh- a bunch of ships all right where um, are these ships coming from yes I mean, like we learned from the last episode that you were wanted to talk about that they could from they could come from uh, Pike, right? Yes. This dipshit thinks that he's going to build a thousand ships, get him over to Daenerys, and then get Daenerys back in a season and a half. What an idiot! Have, Fucking a little too tree? little. Have you seen all the trees at their land? Yeah, dude, you know, I rocks. I, I said this in my last episode. Like, how are you going to build a thousand ships, you dumb shit? Like, dude. Theon and his sister just took off with all your ships, you idiot. Like, this guy, talk about too little, too late. Get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm getting animated. This Tito's is really kicking in. I am. It's, it's great Tito's. It's great. But, so, okay, so, you know, she does her whole uh, her whole big speech where if you ever want to go look at uh, Game of Thrones, um, like, bloopers, this is, their like, one of their, her big scenes. That she like kept fucking up because it's completely outrageous. But when she when she sits there and talks about like like the Blood Riders and the whole nine, like if you remember with Drogo, with Drogo, every every Kai has Blood Riders and like it's like a horse and like the. Are you talking about Aquaman? Yes, Aquaman. Okay, yeah. Where where if he dies, those other people are gonna like basically die with him. Yeah, yeah. And she does her big huge speech saying that every like buddy and like in her uh uh that that are following her are her blood riders. Yeah. Essentially calling her like them her family. Okay. So okay. when I when I'm talking about this like the whole family overarching theme, and I have notes here where like Tom and Danny with this whole blood rider speech. And Sam McGilley, the only thing I said is like being manipulated. I mm. feel at okay. this point, yes. those three, those three storylines, you have one person manipulating everybody else. So you're saying all families manipulate? No, just those, just those three storylines. And not yeah. real life families. You don't think real life families <laughs> manipulate? Mm. I have no opinion. Mm. Yeah, manipulation uh, is uh, families. This was, uh, and I, I hate to give credit to my best friend Zoe because he never gives me any. And so he said something to me that was really profound when we were in college. <clears throat> I did something like for a friend. I'm not going to bring up any names or whatever, but like I did something for a certain friend, and I was like, I just think that because I did this, that this friend, like, well, I don't know why this friend wouldn't do it for me. And he goes, maybe this friend isn't as good of friends with you as you think you are with him. And I was like, well, but still, and he goes, no, not, but still like you're projecting how you think the relationship should be, but you're not accepting what the reality of the relationship should be. And that's, that's kind of on you. And I always thought about that moving forward of like, what I deal with anybody like, okay, what's, my expectations might not be their expectations and I need to accept everyone for what their expectations of the thing should be. Right. Or do you need to just adjust your own expectations? Yeah. And that their expectations might not be what you think they are. Right. They might not match. Like we tend really quickly to say like, well, I did this for you. So you should definitely do this for me Mm -hmm. instead of just saying like, I did this for you because I wanted to. And right. And if it's reciprocated, great. If it's not, like that's you. You should be 
we do too much of that of like, I want to do this for this person, but there's a string attached because coming down the road, I will be asking for something later. Right. But and, I, didn't you, didn't you guys talk about this in your last episode that I listened to wholeheartedly? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, season six, episode five. Uh-huh. Um, the one that I wanted. Uh, <laughs> about how there are no like selfless deeds. Right. Yes. There's no selfless deed unless can, unless can uh, yourself to that point where you do something for someone just because like you thought it was the right thing to do. And that's that like, yeah. Is there, is there such thing as a selfless deed? And, right. And I don't know. I don't think that there is because you do things right. in a way that, that it's not going to make you feel bad about yourself. So even if you do something that's right, and you don't yeah. get any reciprocation, which is like inherently selfless. Right. It shows up eventually. Right. I don't think there's anything some like there's what was it like Ayn Rand like like greed is good. <laughs> We're drop some and, Ayn Rand in here. <laughs> fuck yeah. We're going deep. I told you okay. this is a Joe Rogan podcast. We're, we're oh, you're right, you're right. Okay. All right. <laughs> and but every and it actually no, this actually does kind of play into this entire entire episode. That's an entire series of everybody is going to. Everyone do is doing something they're... right. Everyone's doing something with another thought in mind. No one's doing like that. Goes to your question that you asked me earlier. Who is? Who, is there anyone that is genuine? And I think John Snow. I maybe the Starks are the only genuine people there, and and they all like get fucked over except for brand who wins. So maybe that's good. I don't know. But like, like that, like there's no other character that's genuine, right? Not one. Sure. Sure. But he, he, I, and I will argue with you that I think Jon Snow at this point is the most genuine. I think everybody else is ingenuine. Even, even the Starks, like Sansa is just trying to get back oh, to sh- where she was. Like, so, like oh, you're right. So is Arya. Yeah, I guess. Oh shit. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I don't right. know. I, it, it's it's a big discussion. It's a bigger discussion. And it, and, mm-hmm. and is that just people in general? Yeah, I, I I think so. I think so. Except I can I like I'll confidently say my my aunt Patty who listens and has been a guest. She seems to have a pretty aunt good Patty's head on whole awesome. shoulder. I, I I want to meet Aunt Patty someday. Dude, wouldn't it be cool if we had just a round table with all these guests coming together and like hanging out? <laughs> Yes, They've all never met it. each other. I I will host this. We'll fly Dude, an alley. We'll fly an alley. We'll get. We'll bring in. We'll bring down my aunt Patty and Margo down. We'll get. Mm-hmm. We'll get Brad and Lindsay, or for you, uh, Chad uh, and Karen. Br- Chad, Chad and Karen. Karen. <laughs> yeah. Um. We'll get my buddy Logan and Davis and Andy. We'll all sit in a round table. Yeah. We'll get some delicious mead, and we'll really dive into Thrones. Yeah. Uh, Andy's only invited if he brings my certain VHS tape that he lost. Very Which one was that? Years ago, it was the mask. The mask. That's right. The mask. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. My sister and her we'll husband leave, we'll, will be there. We will leave him outside until he brings that VHS tape. In. Oh, I don't want that's DVD. Great. I want VHS. I want the VHS. I want it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get yeah. Brittany, we'll get Brittany there. My sister and her and her husband. There's what a group. It's be what a, a group table. to get together. It's gonna be a huh? big table. It's going to be a big, big table. table. And we got to bring my friend Danielle, who hasn't been a guest, but she listens to, she's the first one to listen to every episode. She's remarkable. She just is. Why does she have she, her as a guest? She doesn't want to. Oh, Danielle. She'd be a phenomenal guest, but she doesn't want to. All right. 
well, we'll, we'll let's just we'll be persistent. We'll get All what right. we want. Just we'll get. What, let's do something to manipulate Danielle into being on my show. <laughs> <laughs> just call her one day through the no. What, what's the uh, what's the app that we're using? The Anchor app, but the Anchor s- app. Well, now we just ruined it. She's listening right now. Shit. Shit. <laughs> okay. Maybe I can edit this. Far. She'll get this far. She always does. She's the truest of the true. Uh, oh, all right. That's it. I right. want to go watch this next, next episode. Next prediction. I just want to hear it. Um. Well, my big prediction is coming up here. I cannot wait for the penultimate episode battle because I think Jon Snow is going to kill Ramsey and I can't wait. Well, let's fucking go. And uh, now I think that Arya's got to kill the wave somehow with pointy needle. Um, and um, I, I would love to see Brienne and Tormund uh, hook up. That would be a really fun pick. <laughs> that would be fucking rad if that could happen. I uh, hope that. <laughs> Does Tormund just not remind you of like Lorenzo trying to hit on girls? Yeah. Just That's smiling at is. girls. Yeah. Very awkwardly. But yeah. A lot more ginger like. Yeah, for sure. Oh wait, we can't. Sorry, I was going through my list. My uh, Max, if he's listening, Max is he's he's uh, invited to the. We'll get HBO to sponsor this show, like a, a Harry Potter reunion thing. But this will be a Game of Thrones podcast reunion. HBO Max well, is, is, is Max the, the the music guy. Music guy? No, no, that's Davis. Max yeah. is Logan's brother. Max is just finished grad school. Is really high hyper intelligent. We have quite the discussion when Max is on. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely the dumbest guest you have. I'm wrong. You're maybe the most fun, but I wouldn't say dumbest. No. Thanks, Buck. That's the nice thing you've ever told me. Ah, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, so, okay. So, okay. Anyways, predictions. Those are my predictions. Those are the bold things coming up here. We got some oh fuck moments to be great. Yeah. Things will be good. All right. Well, thanks for having me, buddy. This is fun. Thank you. Thanks for being a good sport on losing your episode and being such a great guest for this episode. You want to throw us out? You want to do some scat? <laughs> Come on. I would love to, but I cannot do it. I, I yes, you can. No, I can't do it. You got to do it. This is Bacher. Bacher thrown out. Yeah, Bacher thrown out. Yeah. Look at what are you? Are you snapping? Yeah, those are dot cuts, man. You know that. Dot cuts. Bot dot out. It's a bark thrown out. A scoop do bop is a bark thrown out. Dun dun da da dun. And it's a bark thrown out. Your snaps are jarring to my ear. Love you so much. Talk to you later. Love you too, buddy. Bye.